This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. See, I did the intro a little bit different that time. I probably threw some of you off, right? Jamming with Jason. Anyway, all right. <laughs> I'm cracking myself up and we haven't even started the episode yet, right? All right. Well, here we go. I am excited for today. And um, I've got Rashonda Yates with me and I tell her this uh, and I will tell everybody in the world. She is such a special person. She really is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. And so I am just honored. Uh, we had her on the podcast before and honored to have her back again. So hopefully she'll come back a third, fourth, fifth time, you know, as we keep going. But uh, but I'm excited for the episode today with Rashonda. So let's get that episode rolling. But again, if you're not, if you haven't plugged in your headphones, if you're not sitting back and relaxed yet, go ahead and do that. But hey, if you're driving your car, then, you know, just keep driving your car. <laughs> but anyway, here we go with that episode. You are jamming with Jason Mefford, where you hear inspiring interviews with some amazing people. Some are famous, some may seem ordinary, and they are all doing extraordinary things to positively change the world. Sometimes it's just you and me having an intimate and authentic conversation about how you can change the world around you and rewrite the story of your life by being more authentic, accepting and loving yourself more, and spreading love to others. Since really, all you need is love. And what the world needs now is love, sweet love. We discuss all aspects of self-improvement, growth, and so much more. Great content, insightful advice that's practical and helpful to anyone that listens. You're always eager to come back for more and share with your friends and family since you learn something in every episode. So sit back and enjoy the easy listening while you feel seen and heard in this informative, authentic, and entertaining podcast. Now, Let's roll that beautiful podcast footage. All right, Rashonda. Rashonda, Rashonda. I just want to do like a little chair dance when I see you. you it makes me happy and your, your laugh and your smile just ugh, gets me every time. I, well, I'm all, I was here for a good chair dance. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and maybe we'll talk about because you introduced me to praise break too. So we might we might have to talk about praise breaks too, which I think are are fabulous idea too. But anyway, so um excited to have you back. I know that um, you know, you and I both have a connection with music, and I didn't realize, right? I mean, you were you were in a, a, a music class, I think I'm calling it sound healing or can't remember exactly the title, but of, of ways to use music to heal right. uh, yourself, both emotionally, spiritually, lots of different ways. And I knew you were always into music like I was, 
but I didn't realize you were a trained musician. Right. <laughs> right. So, yes. so, so maybe, you know, just, just to start with, cause I know we wanted to talk some about frequency and some of the things that have been going on in your life, but maybe just share a little bit. Cause, cause like I said, I don't even know the whole, that whole story about you shared a little bit with me, but mm. how has music been a, been a part of your life? Cause I know, like you, like you said, you're a professionally trained musician as well, but you don't do that for a living. Right. So exactly. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought this up too, because one of the things that has been so wonderful recently as a result of the training, you know, that I took with you is coming back to music. And it, it really is like coming back home for me. Um, and ever since I was four years old, when I was four years old, um, actually, yeah, I think four or five years old, I was very young. And my brother had been given this little tiny junior size upright piano. And he did not even look twice at it. He did not care about it. His godmother had given it to him. Meanwhile, I'm over there picking out songs, you know, composing songs. <laughs> at four and um, five. Yes, very, very young. And so music was just in me from a very, very young age. And my mom saw that she was really good at picking up on our natural talents and gifts. So she nurtured it, you know? And so she put me in music lessons, um, you know, as soon as she could afford it um, and got me an instrument as soon as she could. And, you know, so I played music and then I went on and actually became, you know, a master musician um, on the clarinet. And oh, went really? to, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the instrument my mom played too. Ah! <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, went to a, a top school for, for music performance. Um, and through my experiences in learning to be, you know, a very um, high performing musician, I... I came to kind of, what's the word? I, I just, I grew apart from it. I started to get very bogged down with it. You know, I think it's something that a lot of musicians go through, I think. And um, so I started to just, you know, I stopped playing for a while. I stopped even, which is crazy when I think about this, I stopped even really listening to a lot of music. You know, I got very in my head with it, I think. It became also a painful experience for me. So there's a lot of things that went together with that. A lot of them were actually addressed through what we're going to talk about today, which is so crazy. Um, but, um, you know, whether it was the discomfort that I was feeling while playing, whether it was the stress that I put on myself, um, all the judgment that I put on myself, all of those things came into play. And I just kind of you know, me and music kind of weren't friends for a while. <laughs> and um, so to be able to kind of come back to it, um, you know, I remember really, I one of my favorite, favorite artists is this musician called Ryan Adams, not to be confused with Brian Adams. Brian Adams, Adams not the Canadian Brian Adams, <laughs> exactly. but Ryan Adams, okay. Fun fact, they actually have the same birthday. Um, which is like really oh, interesting, but you know, they're like probably a decade or more apart. 
Uh-huh. but they have the same birthday. But anyway, I digress. Um, I used to listen to Ryan Adams when I felt um, depressed. I, I struggled with depression. Um, and I, but what I would do with it, I would actually use it to kind of make myself more depressed. Mm. And I would kind of sit and stew in that like self-pity and just like, just, you know, just go as deep down as I could into the darkness. And I would say, I would have these um, narratives that I would tell myself like, oh, Ryan Adams, he just gets my pain. He gets my angst. And I would just like go, you know, there. Um, But it's it's so different now. Like I, I listen to Ryan Adams again, but it's not that same relationship with the music now. Um, you know, as a result of what we did together. And so to be able to go back to that, because I I still love Ryan Adams, right? But I stopped listening to him because I thought, no, if I go back there, I'm going to go back to that place. I didn't want to go back to that place. So it had been years, you know? So, so there's a couple of things there. I want, I want to kind of follow up on with with you a little bit more because um, to make sure that I understood, right. And, and to make sure everybody listening kind of gets it too but you know growing up this stress and and judgment that you were putting on yourself right and and I know I mean music is a very competitive space especially you know professionally you know speaking there's a lot of pressure in the music industry a lot a lot of pressure in the music industry a lot of pressure in music uh uh training as well yeah Right. And and so what I what I was kind of hearing is, you know, you started playing music because it was fun and you loved it. Right. You kept going. And, you know, when you become a master musician, then there's all this other pressure and everything on you. And it stopped being fun because you were having all this stress and judgment and probably some worry around. I'm not good enough. This other person's better than me. All the comparisonitis yep. sort of stuff as well. And I see this with a lot, a lot of people with a lot of things, right? It's funny because, you know, one of my sisters actually quilts. Hmm. Quilting has nothing to do with music, right? But she's really good at it. And I remember at one point saying, why, why don't you actually sell some of your quilts? And she said, well, if I did it for the money, it wouldn't be fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'd probably stop doing it. And so is that kind of the feeling that you had there too with music where it was kind of like yeah. it was becoming this burden to you instead exactly. of being fun anymore? It was becoming, exactly. That's exactly it. It felt like more of a burden and it felt like, I remember getting the sense like if I don't, like, if I stop now, then one day I might come back to it. But if I keep going at this, then I'm going to, like, ruin it <laughs> for myself. Yeah. Um. Because it was like, I, I just, looking back, I was, I was just so in my head, too. So it's not just the self-judgment, but like you said, it, it wasn't fun anymore. So... You know this song, um, "Drops of Jupiter," for example, mm-hmm. yeah. by um, so train, train, yeah, train, yeah. So love train, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In college, um, 
when you're going through, when you're getting a music degree, one of the things you have to take is um, oral training. And th that means that you're listening to music. Um, basically, you want to get to a point where you can analyze it. You can say, you know, these are the chords. This is the progression. Um, you want to be able to like be able to see and write the music down by listening to it. Mm -hmm. And my professor, she did this amazing thing for as a teacher because I've also taught. And so I understand this. She made it super fun by bringing in that song. And she she allowed us to analyze that that tune, you know, so it was a little bit different than the typical classical music that we usually be analyzing. But once that happened, it was like that last little bit of fun for me got taken away because then I started analyzing all the music I was listening to, you know, and oh. I would, yeah. And it was like, everything became about this academic aspect, this analytical aspect. And it was like, that was totally not why I started playing. You know, I started playing to express myself and because it just felt good. And so that was kind of like destroyed as well. That is very interesting, right? Because again, I think, you know, like you said, something kind of switched over and instead of just enjoying the music, just playing the music for fun, all of a sudden it kind of became a job and a chore and you started overanalyzing it instead of just enjoying it, right? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, how many other places in our life does that end up happening, right? Where, <laughs> where we start overanalyzing and overthinking things and then it's no longer fun, right? Because yeah. we're worried about what other people are going to say or what they're going to think or whatever else. But okay, that's that's interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, I can I can feel that, right? I mean, and, and it's even the same. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't, music has always been important in my life, but I think too what you were kind of ex experiencing with the Ryan Adams music, I did too a lot in my teenage years and at different points as, as an adult when I would go through hard times, right? I would, when I, when I was wanting to have a pity party for myself or I was hurting, right? Like I remember I, I'm, I'll probably end up doing a future episode on a couple of songs that were that, were that way for me. Um, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Mm -hmm another brick in the wall yeah and i am a rock simon and garfunkel mm, I, 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 oh i am a rock i'm an island and a rock feels no pain mm. and an island never cries oh huh. right so yeah. when i was feeling pain and i was wanting to cry I would listen to that song or listen to the wall, you know, like another brick in the wall, or really that whole album is really kind of about hardening your heart and building up this wall so that you're separating yourself from anybody else, because then you don't have to feel anything right until at the end, he kind of breaks through the wall, tear down the wall. Right. Okay. Um, and, and so I, I was that way as well. Right. And so there was a long time in my life where I was trying to put up a wall. I didn't want to let people in. I didn't want to share too much. I didn't want to let people know who I was. I didn't want to feel the pain. I didn't want to cry. And so I would use that music to kind of harden, harden my heart, if you mm -hmm. will. Mm -hmm. I'm going to swallow my fear. <laughs> There's another song I can't remember. 
gonna da, 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 da. anyway i can't remember what the name of that one is but that's the way my mind works anyway right like lyrics and a little tune all of a sudden pops into my mind as i'm going through but but yeah it, and i think it's so easy and a lot of people use music as that way of kind of keeping themselves stuck where they are in mm. the depression in the self-pity um which is interesting. And again, now you said, you know, I mean, you still love Ryan Adams, but now when you listen to him after you kind of went through the course and we talked a little bit about how you can use music different, how is, how is that experience for you now? It is so healing, really. I mean, I can, so what was it? Um, I'm trying to think back to a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week, maybe the week before. And I was just feeling um, some lower energy. You know, I was feeling, I was going through a really challenging time. Um, and it had to do with like something, a project that I was working on that it was um, not taking off the way I wanted, the way I expected, the way I'd hoped. and it's something that I've been working on for, for years, you know, and I was feeling some disappointment. I was feeling, you know, a lot of thoughts of like, oh, is this just, you know, not go going to ever happen? Am I a failure? Um, and so I was processing some emotions there and some Ryan Adams tune, you know, popped in my head during that time. And I allowed myself to, to listen to it. And, oh man. So one of the things we talked about is like being um, in different, what did you call it? Um, modalities mm -hmm. as you're experiencing the music. And I paid extra attention to the lyrics, you know? And I was like, and I remember like, I could hear, at first I could hear the melody, but I couldn't remember what the lyrics were and I couldn't remember the song title. And, and I, but I was like, okay, is it this song? Is it that one? And I, I was like searching on YouTube and finally I found it. And I was like, oh my God, this is the one, this is the one. And I listened to it and the song title was Follow the Lights. And that really, really, I was just like, oh my God, of course, of course it's called that, you know? And it was just like, it was moments of recognizing that there were actually the songs, his music isn't all about sadness and depression. I started to wake up to the fact that there's messages of hope in his music, you know, that I was just totally choosing not to hear, I guess, before, because I was focused on the self-pity, you know, mm -hmm. um, but I was also able to listen to some of his music that is just so like gut-wrenching and sorrowful and like these um these harmonies there he's got a lot of music that is um rooted in like bluegrass and like and or blues music and a lot of it can really be so you know gut-wrenching and just like really pull at your heartstrings and I was I was listening to that music and I was able to feel the things that I was feeling but in a way that was like acknowledging those emotions, 
but being able to then release them, you know, and just like move through them um, instead of being like, um, just settling into them and just like staying there, you know? So I, it's just so many different things that were going on <laughs> when I'm listening. I probably don't even know all the things that are going on. Um, but it allowed me to be able to process emotions and it allowed me to be able to, um, recognize that, you know, um, there's hope. Like I had this sense of there's messages that are coming to me that are helping me to stay the course and to keep going, which is something that we all need, you know, at different times. So just so many things are different. Well, no, and I think it's, it's interesting. I'm sitting here and smiling, you know, again, as, as we're talking, because I mean, I was just sharing some of the ways that I've used music, right? And some of the things that I've found. But, you know, like you said, so much of the time we end up, we don't want to get stuck in emotions, right? And so, you know, earlier in your life, when you would listen to that music, you would just stay in that, in that struggle and depression, right? And, and you would just kind of sit there and you'd kind of listen to that music. Now, I mean, again, there's, there's nothing wrong with feeling that from time to time. We just don't want to stay there for very long, right? Because in order to, to kind of push through, we have to feel those emotions, but then we have to move ourselves to something else, right? Right. And so, you know, I think that's what, you know, using music more intentionally of, yeah, you were drawn to that follow the light song. Now I got to go listen to it afterwards, right? You looked at the lyrics and you were able to kind of feel those emotions of what you were going through, but also could, right? So you can feel it, you can feel it deeply, yeah. but you can also see the message of hope. And so you can feel it, you can feel it deeply for a few minutes, and then you see the hope and you push yourself out into the hope the emotion of hope on the other side and you leave the other stuff behind. Exactly. Exactly. When, you know, before I recognized that I was just in the past when I would listen to, you know, the sad music or I would feel sad and just, it was so, it was really indulgent is what it was. And it, it became it became addictive for me. You know, I really started to familiarize myself with those emotions. Um, I mean, just imagine how much I reinforced them for myself when I was bringing in the music. Like I'm just now re realizing this right now. Um, and like, it really became habitual, it became a habitual pattern for me. And so then I became this depressed person. Like that became who I was, you know, I was this sad, depressed person. <laughs> it was like a whole period of my life that that's how I identified. And, you know, to be able to now um, be a person who, you know, I can feel sad at times, but I can, I can know that that's not who I am. And this tool just makes it of using music um, 
it is just, I can't even, I don't even have words for how freeing, I guess the word is, is that coming to, that's coming to me to be able to use music this way, because, you know, I don't have to start to try to think my way out of my emotions. Like, you know, I went through all every therapy under the sun. <laughs> okay. And the one that worked for me for a long time was cognitive behavioral therapy, yeah. but I started getting really tired using. It's a process. Yeah. And it was like, you know, it's so now to be able to, to be able to move myself so quickly without having to get into all of that, you know, it's really priceless. It's truly priceless because I never have to spend more than a few minutes um, in that space and I can get on with it. You know, I can get on with the business of just living my life, you know? Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) No, but it's, it's, um, yeah, I mean, this is, well, I know, I mean, when we, when we were going through the, you were going through the, the class, right. And, and you, you know, you made the comment, I can't remember exactly what, it, what it was that you said, but like this changed, I think it was, this changed my life or something like yeah. that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just shared a little bit of stuff here. What are you talking about? How did it change your life? Um, but I think you're kind of sharing a little bit and I want to get deeper into it because again, I think a lot of times people don't realize, but just like what you were, what you were doing with certain music, if you were feeling depressed, you'd listen to depressing music, right. As, as a way of, you know, it's a distraction. It's no different than reaching out and grabbing a, a, a alcohol bottle and drinking or, or doing drugs or anything, anything else. I mean, it's, it's, it's a way of coping uh, in trying to kind of numb or stay in some of that pain that you're in. Anger is another one too. Right. And again, I mean, you know, you wouldn't recognize me, but at different times, Jason was an angry, angry boy, right. As well. And so, um, you know, I would listen to music that was angry, Mm-hmm. right to to just kind of express some of that angst and teenage frustration and everything else right and again there's there's a lot of great music out there for it right as well i mean yeah. you know um gangster rap and some other stuff i mean come on you know when when people are hurting and they're coming up with a lot of the stuff and yeah. i still love it but i but i see it differently now too than i did before right right because again i was i was trying to harden my heart, you know, keep myself in some of that anger, like, you know, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Versus now, when I listen to it, it's different, right? Because I was, I just interviewed somebody else, and he, he made reference to Tupac, love Tupac, you know, as well, but I hadn't, I hadn't listened to his music for quite a while. I mean, everybody knows California love, you know, and, and stuff like that. But I went back and, and re-listened. I know da, 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 pum, pum, Long Beach <laughs> in so the good. house. And that's where I live, right? So it's like, I always love it when that comes on. But but I went back and was listening to some of Tupac stuff again. And it's the same thing, right? I mean, but I'm in a different place in my life now than I was before. So now when I listen to Tupac, you know, it's like I'm 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 appreciating 
the music. I mean, the, the guy was amazing. Yeah. The way he could, the way he could drop lines, the way he, how quick he did it. I mean, he would like do a lot of those recordings were single takes in the studio. Huh. It's like they would just drop a few things and throw some mixes in, and he'd just like ad lib in the middle, and boom, off you go, and it's like done. Take. <laughs> wow. Like, oh, okay. But you know, when I listen to it now, it's a different sort of a feel, right? And it's the same thing too. When I listen to the wall now, it's different, right? Um, but when I was a teenager listening to something like Comfortably Numb, yeah, baby, I wanted to be numb. I didn't want to feel anything. And now it's, it's I, I don't listen to that the same way. Right. 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 So anyway, it's, um, so, so I thought this was interesting. Like you said, you know, you never have to spend more than a few minutes on this which again i've always kind of kind of known that but i didn't realize how much it is right i mean so so again let's for people that aren't familiar with things like cognitive behavioral therapy or hypnosis i mean usually you're talking about a longer period of time right i mean how yeah. how, how long how long are we talking about compared with what you're doing now with being able to use music how long um well, so are you asking how long did it take me to apply those tools? Or are you asking like, oh, to shift my emotions? To, to shift, okay. to shift, right? Because because I know too, it's like it's like we talked about as a group, you know, on the in in the class that you know a lot of times you can do things like meditation. A lot of a lot of times, you right. know, people can meditate for thirty minutes, an hour, two hours, three hours, yeah. never really get that that feeling, that altered consciousness state. Right. But when I shared some of those tones and showed you how I was using them, it was like, literally, we listened to it for like three minutes during the class and everybody yeah. was like, holy shit. And yeah. that was three minutes, right? Yes. That, Not it's three hours. That was three right. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to shifting my emotional state, if I, I will pick up a frequency tone like a hundred percent of the time <laughs> now um, over any other tool that I've learned when it comes to shifting my emotional state, because it is so freaking it's fast, um, shockingly fast. And it is just easy. And of course you want something, you know, why wouldn't you want something that's easy, but I don't have to try to figure anything out. You know, again, I don't have to try to reframe my thoughts um, with something like with cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, I, I've now, I've since so many things have changed in my life, which, you know, you, you've know, we've been through like some similar processes and things, but the perspective I have now is like cognitive behavioral therapy doesn't even make sense to me anymore <laughs> because I'm like, okay, I'll really, most of my thoughts are meaningless anyway, is kind of how I, I feel. Um, but, you know, to take um, that tool and compare it to like picking up uh, like a 369 Hertz or something like that and sticking my earbuds in, it's no comparison. You know, I could talk myself in circles for for hours. I mean, let's be real. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I know, I know, I've done it too, right? 
It's what, what's what's always funny to me about things like, and I mean, even you know, the word cognitive is in there, right? It's like we try to use cognitive prefrontal cortex thinking to solve a subconscious. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. uh, those two parts of the brain aren't connected, so you can talk to yourself all day long, right? <laughs> but it's yes. not, it's <laughs> not going to get through because unless you're you're doing something that's actually activating a subconscious level, which music does, right? Right. And, and that's why, again, is I've always found it found it helpful. But like I said, the last few years, I've been experimenting more with it, right? I mean, just some simple stuff, right? And again, people that are listening might be like, "What are you? Why are you guys talking about this?" Well, if you it, go to YouTube, look up any video on YouTube that has more than one billion views, and that's billion with a B. More than one billion views. They all have one thing in common: they're music videos. If you look at every single advertisement that you see on television, every single advertisement has music in it. There is music in every advertisement. You walk into any store, there is background music going on in that store. You listen to, you watch any movie or any television show, there is music in there. Not all the time, right? It's like usually on ads, it'll be from A to Z. There'll be some sort of backtrack on it. And it won't be that way in, in all movies, but but there is always background stuff. And it's being used to get you into a certain emotional state, right? And so, again, I started looking at this and I'm like, if everybody around us is manipulating us and getting us to do things by using music on us, what if we started being intentional about how we were using the music and use it on ourselves to get what we want. And guess what? It works. Yes. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it works so well. Like I said, shockingly. And like the the intentionality is another big, big thing. Um that, you know, and it I probably I wouldn't have used the words intention, you know, 20 years ago. Um, when I was listening to Ryan Adams to like stew and my self-pity and everything, but that was my intention. My intention was to stay, to stay in the self pity. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so when I know that I'm, I'm, you know, okay, I'm putting on this music because, you know, my intention is to wake up peacefully or to, you know, focus on, um, you know, the things that are going to uplift me today. My intention is to energize myself. You know, I told you right before we hopped on that I had taken a nap, mm-hmm. but I didn't tell you is that I actually took a frequency nap <laughs> that's what i'm calling oh you did nap. okay <laughs> oh i like that term i'm gonna okay i gotta write that one down frequency nap i put okay, on... so, ex- so explain what you did with that because yes. like i said I, I think i know what you did but but so everybody else knows what you did in your frequency nap yeah <laughs> so i put in my earbuds i put on actually you created the selfagio um yeah that's that scale the 30 30 minute scale yeah yes and so i listened to different frequencies uh in my ears for 30 minutes i put my little um mask on that blocks out the the light and for 30 minutes i i laid in my bed and i listened to these frequencies and you know my i only slept for like five hours last night i just woke up um you know early 
And so my sleep was cut short and I had that kind of like little edge that you can sometimes get when you just like are a little bit irritable because of lack of sleep. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to like come in with in the best energy possible. And I can't um, imagine you irritable. So I'm glad you <laughs> <laughs> everybody says that. Everybody's always like, why you weren't irritable? Um, but yeah, so. I did that. And then it's like afterwards, I felt so refreshed. You know, it, it feels like I'm starting a new day. It feels like I've slept my full time. Um, and, you know, it, it uplifts my mood. It makes me feel calm and relaxed. And it does all that without me having to, again, think through it. Um, you know, it, it is like, you're taking a three-hour meditation session and condensing it into this very, very short period of time. And, you know, usually I, I don't do 30 minutes. Usually I do like three to five minutes. Mm -hmm. And it just freaking works, you know? And so, so even, even in the three to five minutes, even if you just listen to something for three to five minutes, you get that calm, relaxed, and re-energized yeah, feeling benefit. again huge, huge benefit. Yeah. Every time I always feel my mood improve. I always feel my energy improve. And sometimes other things happen. I don't know how much woo woo you want to get on this, but like go anywhere you want to go. Okay. Go anywhere you want to go. <laughs> I, I definitely <clears throat> experience, um, things like my, like today, what I noticed and yesterday also the whole, my whole right side of my body, um, vibrating you know, and kind of how I take that is like, um, you know, I'm healing in some way. Um, usually like the right side of my body tends to be that, um, my more tense, um, side of my body. Um, and so I just kind of take that as, oh, I'm healing, you know, um, I got sick a few weeks ago and I couldn't hear out of my right ear for several weeks. <laughs> Um, and then, um, I remember listening to, um, a Beyonce song and no, I wasn't listening to it. I was actually singing it. So even better, right? Yeah. yeah. Cause you're, you're multi-sensory bringing it in. Yeah. Yes. And so, and there's this part in the song Halo where she does this whole like improvisatory sounding, like it's, um, I can't remember, think of the word right now, but Sing, vocalists will know the word when you do a lot of like um ornamentation vocal ornamentation mm -hmm. and so I'm not a singer per se <laughs> but I, I I was hitting the notes and then all of a sudden my right ear buzzed and then popped the pressure finally relieved in my right ear and I was like, holy crap, like that was crazy. It was like, I could hear, it was like, I could hear the frequency of the, of the note that I ended on. It was like this high, high note. And, and I was like, what just happened? Like, I still don't even know what to even make of that, but it did make me think, you know what? I'm, I'm good. I'm planning on taking vocal lessons um, to explore that more you know and to develop my my voice um so that's kind of a cool side thing that came out of this 
Well, it would, I mean, yeah, <laughs> more than cool side thing, <laughs> right? And and I'd be curious what what actual frequency or note it was that that you were actually hitting when that yeah. when that happened, right? But but no, and I mean that's one of the things that I learned too is literally, you know, again these specific frequencies or different frequencies literally change the the cellular makeup in our body, right? I mean it 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 forms different patterns within our within ourselves, within our bodies. And so, again, it's not a surprise that something like that could happen, right? Because again, it, it both from a, from an energetic perspective, but also from a physical perspective, things like that can actually change in your body. You know, that feeling of, of kind of, what'd you say, was it numbness or kind of tingleness on, on vibration? Yeah, it was vibrating. vibration on your right hand side, right? And again, there's, reasons probably why it's your right side and you mentioned anxiety before and some other stuff and we talk a little bit more about that when we're not on the air maybe but um not a surprise right but again you know that something is going on and i felt the same thing too right it's it's like i will you know the more the more intentional i am and the more i'm trying to listen because I'm like you, you know, there was, I think you said, you know, when you were trying to find that Ryan Adams song, you're like, oh, I kind of know, but I, I can't remember the time. I, I kind of remember how it goes. I woke up this week, same thing. I tried to Shazam with me going, oh, bah, 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 and I, <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. Right. <laughs> and I couldn't remember any of the words. So I still got to find that song that popped into my head. But a lot of times when I wake up in the mornings, you know, I'll have a song in my head and, and so I'll just listen to it. And sometimes I'll listen to it three times. Sometimes I'll listen to it 10 times in a row. I'll look at the lyrics um, because I know that there's some message in there for me that I need to hear, right? And sometimes I break down and cry like a little baby, right? I mean, sometimes I'll get up in the morning and I'm sitting out on my patio and I don't know what it is, but sometimes the tears will just kind of come and release mm -hmm. and it's very quick. And then I kind of move on, right? And sometimes I don't, right? It's not like every every day Jason gets up and goes out and cries on his back patio. No, right? But but I know that when things like that happen, something is changing energetically and or physically with me. You know, just like you with the with the uh, vibration, with your ear, right? Those are those are energetic and physical things that are actually happening to you because you're intentionally using frequencies to be able to help you because mm -hmm. we really can can heal from it. <laughs> right. So and like you said, it's easy yeah. to do. It's quick. For most people, it doesn't even really cost you any money because you probably already have a lot of the music already or, you know, subscribe to Pandora or Apple or you know, different places like that, where you've literally got millions of songs at your disposal, um, too. So, yeah. and, and I know you've been doing this too. And I know we wanted to kind of talk a little bit about this, because you've had some experiences where you've started kind of listening <clears throat> to, um, to these nudges or other things that come along. And I know, you know, we were just chatting, I think, on Facebook, and you brought up um, Everybody Hurts. Mm was a song that that came to you yes. oh. 
this last week. And so what's interesting is that song has been in my mind off and on for the last several months. And so literally when, when you told me that too, it's like, okay, I've been thinking I need to do a podcast episode on this, on this <laughs> song. So I just did right now, again, that's one of those songs where when you listen to it, a lot of people, I mean, it's, 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 um, it's a little bit sad, mm-hmm. right? Because, and, and especially though, when you look at the video, very powerful, right? Because it's like, we all hurt, we all cry sometimes. And it kind of shows some of the thoughts that these people are having, you know, as they're kind of making the video. And it's like, oh man, I've had that thought and I've had that thought and I've had that thought, right? Kind of a thing. Right. But to me, you know, when I, when I first heard that, I probably would be thinking, this is a sad song, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people, I think, probably still associate as a sad song. But the message I was getting was the same message you were getting. Yeah. And what message did you get from that song? It was that, it was that end, the hold on. Hold on. That part right there. Hold on, yes. hold on. Take comfort in your Very friends. Clear. Hold yeah. on, hold on. So... I see that song now as a song of hope. Yeah. Right. So again, if I'm, if I'm feeling sad, if I'm feeling like, oh man, I can now listen to that song. Right. And the first part of it again, you know, I can sit in that sadness for a few minutes, but then I get that shot of hope as well. Right. If I'm again, intentionally kind of thinking about it and allowing myself to go there, by the time I finish that song, right, I can feel hope. Mm-hmm. But what it does for me also, right, and I'll share a little, told anybody this, and here I'm telling the whole fucking world, but anyway. <laughs> when I listen to that song, I feel compassion for people who are hurting. Mm-hmm. Right, and so I can kind of say a little prayer to myself and kind of, shoot my light out into the world for all those people. And I know there's millions of people all over the world who are hurting. Yeah. And I don't want them to hurt. You know, I know that that might be part of their karmic path that they have to go through. But if there's anything I can do to help give them hope, to, to share love with them, right? That song also helps me kind of sit in that place and imagine positive energy going out to the world Mm. right yeah so where where somebody would see it as a sad song it's a very powerful song of hope and compassion and um yeah i just love that song so thank you for messaging me (laughs) on that too right um yeah but i think it's so that's so see there's because this is where i wanted to wanted to go with you a little bit too because i know you were you were talking about kind of the synchronicity right and and so for example like that you sharing that in that message that we were going back and forth on in facebook right helped to help to synchronize something that i'd been thinking about or feeling beforehand too right Mm, right right and so it was a message for you it was a message for me right? In, in what to do. Yeah. And and I remember, you know, when I was talking about, Hey, everybody, I'm going to do this music class. I don't quite know what I'm going to do, but it's going to be cool. I promise. Just trust me, come along for the ride. 
And a few people did, right? Because I'm kind of crazy. And Rashonda <laughs> was one of those, but it was that same thing where you kind of reached out and you're like, I was even trying to remember how it started because I don't, I don't even think you'd heard about the class, but you're like, you've, right, just, been correct. On, you, you've just been on my mind today and I need to reach out to you about something. And I don't even remember how it started. It was the way, what happened was a friend of mine, um, Stacy, she mentioned that's right. That Stacy had seen it and she mentioned it to you. What happened was she saw me. I, I had uploaded a, a little video of myself playing guitar. And she was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that you're a musician. You should check out Jason's, you know, class or whatever. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, I'll get to that. And then I didn't get to it. Right. <laughs> but then some other things happened. I had a dream. And in the dream, there were certain symbols that came to me in, in the dream. And then that combined with um, something else. There were like several things that all conspired where I think maybe I happened upon you in just the right time. You like had gone live on Facebook or something. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Cause you popped, you popped onto one of the lives. Yeah. Right yeah. And then the next day I was like, Apparently, I'm supposed to connect with you about this, you know? <laughs> and and it was like, it was just so many nudges that happened. And then um, when I actually enrolled, so many more things. It was like, I was definitely supposed to be there. Because so many other things happened and opened up for me. Some, I mean, as some things as small as um, my brother gifted me for my birthday a pair of airpods mm. and i had always said i was never gonna be i was never gonna have airpods i love them i, know, I love them too <laughs> they're they're I, freaking incredible i love i love my bows i've got some bows these oh. these are bows ones but yeah i just love the airpods uh yeah. too so like they make everything is just on another level with them. When I'm listening to my frequencies, I can hear, you know, not just the frequency itself, but I hear lots of different resonances off of that, um, off of that frequency. And, you know, I feel it in my body and it's just like, and so anyway, um, you know, the synchronicities continued going into it you know I shared with you like I um I think in the first week um I woke up one morning on a Saturday morning and I was like hearing a song from the Disney movie Encanto um and I just kept singing it I could not it would not leave me I could not let it go and I was like well why don't I just watch this movie you know which is very I don't typically just wake up on a Saturday morning and watch a movie. You know, I usually, well, especially a cartoon. I mean, it's not like, yeah. like we were with kid, when kids, you know, we'd wake up and watch Saturday morning cartoons. But. Right. <laughs> but as I was um, watching it, um, I, you know, toward the end of the movie, I always cry at the end of it, but some words in, you know, it was the, the lyrics really just, Came, like they came out and they just resonated with me deeply and then like I think um I listened to one of your calls from your course and almost verbatim 
those words came out of your mouth, but it was in relationship to a song that we were listening to. Um, I don't remember what the song was now, but it was just like all of these things that were all these little like pinpoints, these little breadcrumbs, you know, um, just started. It's almost like these things are just lighting up all around me. Um, the Da Vinci code is coming to mind. Like, you know, that, that imagery of like, all of a sudden you start seeing all this stuff is popping out at you. Like that's the experience that I was having, you know, and it led me to, to join, but it also led, it also just kept going, you know, and it's still, it still happens like with, uh, with REM tune, you know, reaching out to you about that, because it was like, I didn't even know why, why that song came to me. And I was playing on my guitar and I didn't know it was like during, again, it was like, it was that same like period of, I was working on this project and I was like, should I just quit? Like, am I just, you know, not meant to do this? And as I was playing and I got to that part, the hold on, like, it it was just, it was like maybe the third repetition of that line that it hit me, you know? And I was like, oh my God, like this, this is telling me to hold on like to don't, don't give up and, you know, keep going. And like you said, the comfort with your, um, take comfort in your friends and just like relying on my support network and knowing that people are rooting for me and all of this, all of these things. And, you know, it's just, it's just everywhere, you know, like we were saying earlier, it's just everywhere. <laughs> well, and, and that's why, like I said, I wanted to bring it up because I wanted you to share your experiences. Cause I, I had the same things happen to me. Right. But, but, you know, again, to hear it from somebody else. Right. And, and for people to hopefully realize, cause I, I know when you, when you first reached out about the course, right. And again, it's like, I, I'm never one to like, try to twist people's arms and, oh, Rashonda, if you don't take my course, then your life's going to be shit and you're going to regret it. <laughs> I mean, there's people that are kind of like that. Right. But, you know, you reached out and you're like, you know, I've been getting all these different things and I'm not sure what it means. And I'm like, well, I'm doing the music class. Is that something that you want? You're like, well, I don't know. All these things are kind of pointing that way. I'm like, well, if they're pointing that way, then maybe you should join. You know, it's up to you. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to pressure you. I don't need your money. You know, I want to help you, but it's only if you want to do it. Right. And you did. Right. And so you you've been following these things because like you said, there's synchronicities going on all around us. There are things in song lyrics. There are things in signs and images and pictures. I mean, look at next time you go to the toilet, look at the linoleum or the tile in front of you. There will be images that will pop out of that, that you will see, right? Even something as simple as that, right? There are things all around us that are trying to help give us answers, give us peace, give us guidance, protect us if we will listen, right? And, And a lot of people say, oh, that's a coincidence. No, there's no such thing as coincidence, folks. There are synchronicities, right? And, and the more you start looking for those things or allowing those things and following those synchronicities, the more they will happen. Yeah. Right. And you've, you, I mean, you, you said you experienced that too, right? I mean, again, it's like so all of much. a sudden you sign up and it's like, boom, 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 you know, even, even more so than it was before. 
Yeah. And that's why, like you said, I, when you were sharing some of the things, I'm like, you need to share this with other people. Cause I can't, I know it's, I know it can happen. I, it's happened to me, but it's like, girl, I can't believe this happened to you in the course <laughs> of like a month. Right. Yeah. And I think part of the synchronicities for me personally is that it was like the perfect time for me because I was sharing with you a bit that I had committed to just not being attached to my thoughts, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think if I, if I hadn't made that commitment, um, I don't know, I can't speak to, you know, how it might be different. Um, I'm sure I would still get a lot of benefit from it, but I think that for me, like, allowing myself to not think that my thoughts are so important or that they mean anything or that they're true, you know, um, as, as kind of like a precursor to, to um, your offering, it was really powerful. It was like, it was almost like there was this void in my life where my thoughts used to be. And then boom, that space got filled with, oh, like there's frequency, you know, there's sound. And it was really like a perfect timing for me. And it just, I think it really allowed everything to, maybe that's why it, it was so rapid. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, the changes are so many and just so it, it's really hard to even keep track of, of all of them, you know, between the physical changes, the emotional changes, um, just all the things that I experience, you know, if I were to keep like a log of them, it would really be, it would be a challenge <laughs> to try to keep a log of everything. Mm. Well, I'm grateful. And I, and I know too, you know, as, as we kind of started uh, our discussion, you know, and you were kind of explaining before about, you know, how you had that love of music before and then it kind of died. Yeah. And you, you know, you, you, you made the comment coming back home to music. Mm -hmm. That's what it feels like. Right. And, and I, and I think too, that that's, it's interesting the way that you said that too, because I, I, I think, you know, maybe we'll, just to to say it again for people because i think a lot of times too when people are going along in their spiritual quest right a lot of people think i have to clear my mind and when i clear my mind completely then i will be enlightened right <laughs> that's not what it is folks it's not how it works right you replace it you replace the monkey chatter with something else. And it's not about thinking about nothing. It's about thinking about everything at once, but from an observer standpoint and having second attention and frequency and hearing the energy and the trees speak and the music and the frequency and so much that's around us to connect us with the whole of everything else it's not about not thinking about anything it's about connecting with everything yeah so i know for me music has helped me to do that 
right absolutely and i think i was i was trying to you know when you when we were i think we talked about this before we hit record so i i can't remember i'm getting to be an old fart i don't remember what i say and what i don't say but you know i know one of the exercises that we did was it was a specific tone and it's kind of got a a, a cyclicality to it so it kind of gets you to be like kind of thing right and and i kind of refer to it as melting a little bit right and we were talking about before where you know it's kind of this altered state of consciousness that a lot of people you know spend years you know trying to develop from just a pure meditation standpoint or even an individual, you know, can sometimes take people hours to try to get to that point, literally in three minutes, right? Like we were talking about before y'all were in that with using that mm -hmm. in, in a specific way, right? And knowing how to use it and what you're doing, but that's more about the connectedness, right? Mm -hmm. Is that it's not that we are, that we're not thinking about anything but you're melting or the way I kind of describe it is actually connecting with the all. Mm. Right. And music can help us do that very quickly, very easily. I mean, there's a reason that music is used in all the different places that it is. Right. right. Now, most people are using it to get you to give them money. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like buy more of my shit, you know, um, casinos, yeah. stores, advertisements, everybody's using it, right? To yeah. get you to do what they want you to do. But it makes a huge difference. And you're seeing this as, as you've now for the last couple months chosen to use music more intentionally to get what you want. Exactly. It's the intention every single day of, and it's knowing that this tool is available it's right there, you know, at, um, at arm, at arm's length. What am I trying to say? It's, it's at my fingertips is what I'm trying to say. There you go. Right there at my fingertips. Depends on how far away your phone is, if it's a whole <laughs> arm or if it's <laughs> Exactly. And anything that I need, um, in terms of emotion, emotional states, I can access it at the push of a button. I mean, if I need to move myself to be able to perform, you know, for um, professionally, or if I need to relax myself, you know, if I need to wake myself up, I need to make myself sleepy, whatever it is. I mean, now you know how to do it. I can manage it, you know, instantly. And that's just, it's, in, it's, in, it's priceless. It really is. Hmm. Well, and so I'm grateful that you, that you got, that out of it right i mean because obviously having having a tool or some way that literally in just a few minutes will help you is like you said priceless right because it's like we're all busy i mean who has time to sit down for two hours and meditate every day most people don't right so they don't do it but they don't even do it for 10 minutes or five minutes because a lot of times you don't get much benefit for it there you know, but everybody could spend two or three or five minutes listening to some music or doing some different things and knowing how to use some of the tones and some of the exercises that you can use for it as well. And like, boom, right? You get it. But I think too is, you know, for me is I love that you're coming back home to music, 
right? Yeah. So, I mean, I remember seeing like some videos of you playing your drum and and doing a few things like that. And it's, you know, that whole idea of just just doing it for the love again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Use it, use it as a tool. Enjoy it. You know, use it as a tool, but just to enjoy and love music again. Right. You know, and like you said, even not be afraid to sing out loud. I mean, everybody can sing. We might not all be able to sing on key, but that's okay. Right. right? It doesn't matter. I'm not a professional musician. Nobody's ever paid me, right, for not to play music, but I, but I do. And sometimes I make mistakes. I mean, people that have been listening to the podcast for a while, they know that sometimes I'll just start singing or playing my guitar and I make mistakes. You know, I don't have five hours a day to practice my guitar to sound like Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> Wish I did, but I don't. So I'm never going to be Eddie, but I can still pick it up and play good enough. Right. Just like we were sitting around a campfire somewhere. Yeah. Um, because that's really it's it's the authenticity behind it, too. And you, well, you even know this, too, as a professional musician, right? When you're playing. When you're playing music like written music for a particular purpose right like if you were if you were playing music during a a, a play right like like a broadway play there's always an orchestra and band that are playing to go along with it right that kind of playing is more rote and in a little bit um heavy it's it's routine as opposed to actually just picking up your guitar or your drum and just playing what comes from your heart. That's a totally different connection with music. It is very much so. In fact, that is, I think that was the, the key for me. Um, you know, coming back home to music, it's like part of that is the fun, you know, just playing because I, I enjoy it picking up my guitar with the intention of I'm just going to sit here and just enjoy myself for a few minutes. And what happens when I'm in that space, you know, I get in a flow and I, I'm just like immersed, you know, it's like, I'm immersed. I'm in the music. That's where I am. <laughs> I'm just in the music and it feels, it just feels like me, really, you know, it just feels like me being me, me expressing myself and the music is me. And what's, what's interesting is something that, um, something that happened over the holidays was I, I took my guitar along with me, you know? And I brought it into my aunt's house and, you know, some of my extended family were there and I was like, I'm just going to bring my guitar and just see what happens. You know, I didn't plan anything, but when they saw the guitar, they couldn't let it go. My aunt was like, okay, Rashad is going to play everybody come in the room. And, you know, and I'm like, oh crap. Like, and I'm like giving all the disclaimers, like I'm not a guitarist, you know? And then when I said that my cousin looks at me, he's like, you're a musician. And for some reason, when he said that, it just hit, like, I'm feeling it again. It just hit me. I was like, oh my God, I'm a musician. Like, that's who, 
that is who I am. That's who I've, I've always been a musician. It doesn't matter that I'm not playing in the New York Philharmonic Orchestra, which was my dream when I was like 18, 19 years old, you know? And like, to be able to own that again in this way, I am about to cry, but All right, like, I'm going to as well. That is, it, it's something that you know. It was it was just surprising, and it's such a gift, such a gift. Well, to get get part of your identity back, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean that's that's why it hit you when your cousin said you are a musician and you went, oh, and you're feeling it again now, right? Because that's a part of Rashonda. That is a part of your identity, right? That you have been ignoring for a while. Exactly. Yes. I mean, one of the people that I know called me music man. And I'm like, at first when he said it, I was kind of like, well, that's different. But then I'm like, I think I'm going to own that. Yeah. Right. Because there is, you know, there's that power when we we own that identity again, right? And for, for whatever reason, I mean, we all lose parts of our identity throughout life because shit happens, right? right? And sometimes it's like you, you know, the music, the professional aspirations, the 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 professional career side of it just got heavy and it's like, I can't deal with that now. I got to put it aside, right? Because it, it, it no longer became fun. And for all of us, parts of our identity no longer become fun and we set them to the side. Or other people tell us that we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not pretty enough, we're not whatever enough. And so we put it to the side, right? Like for music too, I mean... People might make fun of you if you can't sing very well. Who gives a shit, right? Sing anyway, sing anyway. But sometimes we'll give up parts of our identity because we let other people tell us that we can't be that or we tell ourselves that we can't be that. Right. But what a great feeling it is when you reclaim that identity, right? Shout it. I'm a musician. (laughs) I'm a musician, right? I'm a musician. (laughs) okay right it feels good doesn't it oh it feels amazing it It feels feels absolutely yeah it feels so right because we don't have to be a professional we don't have to be perfect right any music that we make helps helps in this world right and i and i and i wanted to bring up too right i mean again you've got a lot you dropped a lot of great quotes too it's like but when you said the music is me Mm -hmm. right that feeling that you have yes when you are in flow and when you are connected to the music that's the melting and the music is flowing through you that is being connected to the universe Yes. That's what I was trying to talk about before. Yeah. So again, hopefully people will will get that. Rewind if you didn't get it before, but this is one of the reasons too why music is so important. It allows us to connect with the all. 
because yeah. the music is you, but it's bigger than you. And the music becomes you. And that's why as a musician, when you go off on a solo or you're doing some of the stuff, you know, I was having dinner with one of my friends and his partner a couple months ago. And that's what she was saying about him. She's like, Joe, when you, when you go off and you riff on a solo, because he's a saxophonist and plays flutes and other stuff, but he plays sax and like blues bands and other stuff like that too. And it's like, when he's doing a solo, it's so much different than like playing a cover tune right because when he goes off and he does a, a solo on the sax that's him connecting that's that's the music flowing through him right as well it's connecting him to the greater it's connecting to all of us as well yeah. and you know there's that difference between when you're just playing to practice, oh crap, right? There's there's a mechanism to that, right? And again, we have to 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 just you know improve ourselves, but there's a way different feeling to that versus intentionally and connecting. Just like there's a difference in just popping in headphones and not even paying attention to what you're listening to. Right. Or not even listening to what's on the radio in the car or what you're getting pump fed in the stores versus popping it in and being intentional about how you're using it or what you're actually listening to and kind of processing that from a more intentional standpoint, completely different. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That intention is so key because <laughs> that, that was really the the switch I think that flipped you know because sure I would have music playing sometimes in my car like you said but now it's like every time that I'm choosing music I am intentional about it you know I am thinking about okay what do I need right now what what would what would I like right now you know not just throwing something on just to throw something on just to have like quote-unquote background noise it's you know, I'm allowing myself to be guided to what, what would be good for me right, right in that moment. Yeah. And, you know, asking questions like, what do I need now? Good question to ask, right? Or again, if you're driving in the car and you just listen to the radio, what do I need to learn from what's playing? Some will pop in, mm -hmm. some will pop in, right? And, and like you said, I mean, I've been doing this for a little while now, a lot more intentionally. But when I go out and drive, I try to see what messages the universe is sending to me through the songs that come on the radio while I'm driving. Mm, I love that. <laughs> Sometimes it's pretty amazing. Sometimes I get nothing, you know, mm. but other times it's like, holy shit. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I love having you on. I love talking to you. It's, um, I appreciate you and I appreciate you sharing. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm grateful that it really has helped you come back to music, has helped you, um, you know, be able to push through and do some of these things and have so many quick wins, uh, you know, as well. So, any, anything anything else that you that you that you want to share i mean it's you dropped a lot of bombs today 
that this is one of the episodes people should listen to two or three or four or five times because there's a lot that came out of your mouth that's very wise you dropped a lot of bombs well mic drop (laughs) (laughs) of course ours are on our stand so we can't drop them but anyways (laughs) i just want to thank you I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for offering your, um, your course, you know, for putting it out there, not maybe not knowing exactly what was going to come of it. And I remember when I told you it changed my life. You, I remember the look of shock on your face I know. <laughs> when I said that, <laughs> but just thank you for, for being you and for doing that, you know, by you doing what you did, my life is the course of my life, I don't even know where it's going, but I know that it's changed. I know the trajectory of my life has changed as a result of this and other people as well, you know? Um, so the ripple effect that it's having. Um, so thank you. Well, and thank you because the ripple effect you have, right? As now you're doing this more and you're sharing more, you know, the fact that you took your guitar for the holidays, right? You were, you're spreading the love with everybody in your family or everybody who was there as well. Right. Cause now you're not afraid to do it. You're pulling it back out. So you're the ripple effect is coming from you too. Right. Which is, which is beautiful, beautiful to see. All right. Well, if people want to reach out to you, Rashonda too, how's, how's the best way for them to, to get a hold of you? Um, I'm on Instagram at Rashonda eights and on Facebook. Okay. Both of those. Social media platforms, you can find her pretty easy. And um, I'm sure I'm connected and liked with you on both of them too. So if people know me, they can find so. you or it's, it's not like your name is, you know, Sue Smith or something yeah. like that, where it's like, there's a million of them that are out there. Exactly. So yeah. So go, go find Rashonda. And again, thank you, my friend for coming on. Um, I really appreciate you. And I'm, I'm grateful you're getting, getting the results that you are. So much gratitude for you, brother. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. The fact that you listened to this entire episode means you got value and others will too. Do me a favor and leave a five-star review with comments and then share with others. You can also check out all of my videos on my YouTube channel and my website, Jason Mefford. This podcast is primarily for education and commentary and does not represent professional advice. Views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.